Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin, where I started out looking at every Prime Minister in Canadian history, and we're right in the middle of every opposition leader who never became Prime Minister, but we took a break from that, because an election was called. So right now I'm doing 36 election episodes in a row, to coincide with our 36 day election period. If you want to support the podcast, you can, for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. Don't forget, I have three other podcasts out there. Canadian History X, which releases every Wednesday and Saturday. Canada's Great War, which releases every single Sunday. And Coast to Coast, which releases every single Thursday. I do all of these full-time. The writing, the research, everything. I do it every day, all day. And it's a lot of work. So, any dollars you give help keep it all going, and I'll make sure to thank you on the air and throughout my social media. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. For the past 58 years, Canada generally had several years between elections. The shortest time period was between 1872 and 1874. But then, 1925 and 1926 came along. Why did these elections come so quickly after each other? Well, it all came down to a minority government, a decision by a governor-general, and some crafty political maneuvering. For the past four years, the Liberal government of William Lyne Mackenzie King had held on through an alliance with the Progressives, due to its slim majority. The Conservatives had fallen to third in the 1921 election, but they were the official opposition after the Progressives turned down the role. The next election was not scheduled until December of 1926, but all of that would change when a budget vote was voted down in Parliament in September of 1925. King was not expecting this turn of events, but it would trigger the election one year early. The previous four years have been boom years for Canada. There was elation in the decade following the First World War as the Jazz Age began. Not all Canadians enjoyed the good times, though, with many labourers and farmers dealing with very tough times. As was the case in 1921, Arthur Meehan and the Conservatives pushed a high-tariff policy that was supported by the manufacturing firms of Ontario and Quebec. King, taking a line from the Progressives to court their voters, supported reduced tariffs accomplished over time. Progressives, who represented the Canadian West for the most part, wanted little or no tariffs to help with farmers and labourers. In the lead-up to the election, King promised low tariffs and good relations between English and French Canada, which was a major issue at this time, almost a decade after the conscription crisis. During the four years leading up to 1925, Meehan had not sat around doing nothing though. He had focused on rebuilding the Conservative Party, which had been decimated in the 1921 election. He especially focused on rebuilding in Quebec, while also focusing on the Maritimes and Ontario. Due to his belief that the high tariffs were good for the country, he knew that he had essentially lost the Canadian West before the election was even held. On election day, it was expected that it would be the largest amount of voters going to the polls in Canadian history. In places such as Victoria, cars were being loaned out to electors to help people get out to vote. Even Premier Oliver of BC loaned his car to party workers after he voted early in the morning. There was also betting that the Liberals would take the election. In the election on October 29, 1925, the Conservatives bounced back with a gain of 66 seats to finish with 115, eight short of a majority. This made Arthur Meehan Prime Minister once again, 
a role he had from 1920 to 1921. Now, sorry, I should correct that. It made him prime minister technically. What do I mean? Well, I'll get to that. King and the Liberals lost 18 seats to finish with 100, while the Progressives collapsed and lost 36 seats to finish with 22. The Conservatives took the majority of seats in British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. In Ontario, they had an astounding 67 seats to the 12 won by the Liberals. The Liberals again ruled Quebec, finishing with 59 seats to the Conservatives' 4, which was an improvement considering the Conservatives won zero seats in 1921. Interestingly, King would write in his diary in the morning of the election that he would predict his party would gain 59 in Quebec, although he was wrong in his belief that he would take half the votes in the Maritimes. He would write, quote, I believe we will have a majority overall of 10 to 15, and with the progressives a majority of 40 to 50. We should hope we will have in round numbers a majority as good as liberal of 25 overall, Whatever the outcome, I shall regard it as all for the best and shall not murmur in the least nor rejoice over much. End quote. In the election, King had lost his own writing and he would write, quote, There was just a little feeling of regret at losing a writing and having to face another contest, a little feeling too of relief at not having to keep on nursing a constituency. I find that the greatest anxiety. I shall get a seat somewhere. End quote. Upon receiving the full election result, King would blame the defeat on money from the big interests who were seeking further protection and a lack of organization on the part of the Liberals. He would write, quote, It looks like a heavy road ahead, but the progressives may come in with us. A few will be foolish enough not to. Then, if he wins the House of Commons, it looks like another election or great uncertainty again for a while. End quote. The Windsor Star in bold lettering stated, quote, King may keep office, denies his mind is made up to resign as a result of the vote, end quote. King had told the Canadian press as well, quote, When all the returns are in, I intend to discuss the situation with the Governor-General, and I shall then make a statement on my intentions, end quote. King had met with Governor-General Lord Bing on October 30th, the day after the election, and King would write that Bing said to him, quote, There are three alternatives as I see it. The first is disillusion, and I hope you will not ask for, that I would not wish to grant at this stage. The people do not want another election immediately. The next is that Mr. Meehan, having the largest solid group, should be called on, and the third, that you should continue. I shall, of course, agree to whatever you say as to the last two. But Mr. King, as a friend of yours, may I say that I hope you will consider very carefully the wisdom of the second choice. End quote. The issue was that despite having fewer seats than the Conservatives, King was able to hold on to power by forming a coalition with the Progressives, who aligned closely with the Liberals, and this allowed King to form a minority government. Now, this may seem surprising, but as a sitting Prime Minister, King was able to do this legally. Meehan, of course, was fuming over this turn of events, and he demanded that King resign as Prime Minister. Governor-General Bing agreed that the Conservatives should form the government, but despite his objections, there was no valid reason to dismiss King from power. King then ran in a by-election in Prince Albert, where a young man named John Diefenbaker also lived, and we'll get to more on that in later elections. And it was there that King was elected. While King spoke to the press and helped to guide the public narrative, Meehan stayed relatively silent on the whole matter in public. It would not be until November 5th, a week after the election, that Meehan would speak. 
He had been waiting until he knew what King was going to do in regards to staying on in power. Meehan would say, quote, The Premier's statement, stripped of its sophistry, is merely an announcement of his determination to hang on in defiance of a heavily adverse verdict from the people of Canada. Mr. King is now merely the leader of a minority group. There was never been a case in Canada, and none for a third of a century in Britain, where the leader of a minority group has waited for the calling of Parliament or has refused to resign immediately once the will of the people was known. End quote. King would look at the path ahead and state in his diary that he felt it was the right thing to do. He would write, quote, Regard all power as a trust in the fullest sense. I have had great comfort and help from the spiritual influences around me. End quote. As can be expected, this government did not last long, and a scandal rocked the government to help bring it down. But for a time, King kept the progressives on his side through the promise of supporting the establishment of old-age pensions. As for that scandal, in the Customs Department it was found not only were leading members of the department conducting illicit trade, and at the time Jacques Barreau was the Minister of Customs, and King had seen the danger of this affair for his government, he told Bureau to resign in September of 1925, before the last election. King would write in his diary one month earlier, quote, Bureau, I was saddened and shocked to hear is on another drunken spree. Poor fellow, he is killing himself rapidly, cannot overcome his condition, end quote. Two days later, King would write again of Bureau, stating, quote, Outrageous and disgraceful the manner in which the Customs Department being run, end quote. When the scandal broke after Conservative MP Henry Stevens had the House pass a motion to create a special committee to investigate the Customs Department, it was found that Bureau shielded individuals and also benefited personally through receiving contraband liquor, while his chauffeur received a smuggled vehicle. King knew that a vote of censure was coming, so he asked the Governor-General to call an election, in the hopes of forming government again without the need for a coalition. Instead, Lord Bing refused this request. King would write, quote, It was clear from the moment I began to speak that His Excellency's mind was completely made up and that he did not wish even to argue the constitutional aspect but to stand in the position already taken. End quote. On June 28, 1926, King resigned. The entry in his diary states in simple tone, underlined, quote, Resigned as Prime Minister of Canada today. End quote. Rather than be crushed by his resignation, King would write, quote, I feel relief beyond all words and being free of office with a sense of right in every step of the procedure. End quote. King would speak in the House of Commons on the day of his resignation, stating, quote, His Excellency, having declined to accept my advice on the subject of dissolution, to which I believed under British practice I was entitled, I have tendered my resignation, which His Excellency has agreed to accept. End quote. Upon giving his resignation, King moved the House to adjournment, which Meehan protested should not be allowed and that he should say something as well. Meehan then said that there should be a conference between himself and the Prime Minister, to which King responded, quote, There is no Prime Minister. Meehan was then asked by Governor General Bing to form a government. At the time, an MP who was appointed to a cabinet post would resign their seat and then seek re-election in a by-election. Meehan did not do this because it would result in several ministers not being in the House of Commons during critical votes when his government was already on shaky ground as it were. He gave up his own seat to become Prime Minister, but he named several men as acting ministers or ministers without a portfolio, 
so they did not have to resign. King would argue this was against government policy, and the ministers had to resign, then be elected in a by-election. If they did not do so, they would have no right to govern. A representative from Meehan stated, quote, Having in mind the fact that the present session has now continued almost six months and is very near to close, Mr. Meehan believed it to be the first duty of any government he might form to conclude with all dispatch the work of the present session, end quote. King was incredibly smart when it came to political maneuvering, and he would go on the attack, stating that Lord Bing was an official of a foreign power who was now interfering in Canadian politics. The Meehan government made it through four parliamentary votes, but then they lost on the fifth vote by only one vote. King then brought the progressives to his side, and within three days they had brought down the government in a vote of confidence. With that, Meehan gained the distinction of having the shortest-lived government in Canadian history, and Lord Bing called an election. King would campaign on the message of the Conservatives being corrupt. He also ran on the platform of the constitutional issue, citing interference by the Governor-General in Canadian affairs. On July 2, 1926, he would write, quote, I could not believe Bing would deliver himself so completely into my hands, end quote. King was smart enough as a politician to know that attacking Bing directly would upset some people in Canada due to his ties with the royal family and the fact that King was considered a hero for leading Canadian troops during the First World War. He portrayed Meehan instead as governing illegally. This tactic was spurred on by nationalist feelings in Canada and it helped King gain traction. Meehan, possibly believing that his high-tariff talk had helped win the election for him previously, continued on with that platform while also attacking the Liberals, stating that they were the ones who were corrupt. In the September 14, 1926 election, King and the Liberals regained power with 116 seats, while the Conservatives fell by 24 seats to 91. The Progressives lost another 11 seats, and the United Farmers of Alberta gained 9 seats to tie the Progressives with 11 seats total. Meehan would lose his seat in the election and promptly resigned as leader of the Conservative Party. The day after winning the election, King would visit the tomb of Sir Wilfrid Laurier and Lady Laurier, where he was joined by the Speaker of the Commons in a private visit, so that he could lay a wreath of bay leaves. To hold on to power, which he would do for four years despite a minority government, King once again formed an alliance with the Progressives. This election was also notable in the fact that the Liberals agreed to not run candidates in all ridings due to this alliance with the Progressives. This created the unique situation where the Conservatives picked up 40% of the vote in Manitoba, twice what any other party had, but had no seats elected. The Liberals once again decimated the Conservatives in Quebec with 59 seats to their four. In Saskatchewan, as well as the aforementioned Manitoba, the Conservatives won no seats. But the Conservatives did take the balance of seats in British Columbia, New Brunswick, Ontario, and Nova Scotia. The entire affair, known as the King-Bing Affair, would be brought up at the 1926 Imperial Conference and at the 1929 Conference on the Operation of Dominion Legislation and the 1930 Imperial Conference. It would eventually result in the Statute of Westminster, which was passed on December 11, 1931. This statute clarified Dominion parliaments and gave them full legal freedom except in an area where they chose to be subordinate to England. From this point on, the Governor-General would follow the advice of the Prime Minister of Canada, not the British Parliament. 
And as we saw in 2021, when people were saying that the new governor general should deny the request to dissolve parliament when Justin Trudeau approached her, and that didn't happen. And that's because of this King Bing affair. Bing would say of the whole affair upon his return to England, quote, I have to await the verdict of history to prove my having adopted a wrong course. And this I do with an easy conscience that, right or wrong, I have acted in the interests of Canada and implicated no one else in my decision. End quote. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at the 1925 and 1926 election. Tomorrow we're going to look at the 1930 election, the one influenced by the Great Depression. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. Again, if you like, you can support the podcast through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. You can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. You can also donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking Donate. And I'd like to say thank you to all of my wonderful patrons, and if I mispronounce any names, I do apologize. Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, one anonymous person who I really appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke Guess, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, and Iris Gray. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, Dynasties and Interludes, Biography, Library and Archives Canada, and the Victoria Daily Times. Thanks. We'll see you again next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.